Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Now I'm joined by Jen Gannon, pop culture journalist and broadcaster. Hi, Jen. How's it going? Because Irish Beyonce fans as people might know, are, they're livid, aren't they? They're livid, they're livid. And like, you know, they probably should be livid because we're missed out on our tour. Okay. Again. So another she's world tour the again. Well, I mean, another world tour, a massive tour, because Madonna hasn't put us on the map either for her greatest hits tour for October. And then Lady Gaga, she didn't have us on her tour dates either for the Chromatica tour. So Irish, you know, pop fans are missing out on these big acts at the moment currently. So it's very Do strange. we know why that is? They're saying that like a lot, you know, the word on the street is that our insurance is a lot, lot higher than it would be for, you know, the UK dates. And it takes a lot to shift these big, huge shows with okay. lots of props and stuff around just to do two dates, just to do Dublin and Belfast. So, which is kind of sad. It's we're, like we're moving backwards. It's like, it used to be like that in the 80s where bands would skip us out yeah. and it's happening all over again, which is unfortunate. Okay, now there is a gap in Beyonce's there schedule is. there, isn't she there? She has a week off between London and London and Barcelona at the end of May, the start of June. So there's seven days. Now, I was getting excited thinking this could be announced, you know, now, any, any minute now. But, you know, she's already announced other dates in at the start of the tour in Sweden and extended her run right into September and we're still not there. So it's kind of, it's sad times, I think, for us. Yeah. Now, I, I, the demand... It's is huge. Off like, the charts. It is off yeah. the charts. Like, crashing you know, crashing Ticketmaster, crashing O2. And the thing about it is, it's just gigs live, seeing pop acts live have had this massive resurgence now because it is the thing to do. It is like TikTok du jour. Like, okay. You know, your TikTok, uh, our TikTok is taken over by Matty Healy and Harry Styles because, you know, the 1975. And Harry Styles are these gigs that fans are obsessively going to. They're camping out beforehand on the streets. They're like going to every single night. Like you can see there's girls on TikTok that are like basically sacrificing every cent they have just to go and see Harry Styles over and over again. So it's become this thing where it's not just about the artists. It's about them being at these gigs and it's almost like they're performing for the camera. Most of the girls at Harry Styles have the camera turned on themselves singing yeah. along rather than him. <laughs> so I can under, these, these gigs are like, the, the demand is insane for these gigs. Like, especially someone like Taylor Swift, we've seen that as well. And, you know, you could, we all got free Taylor Swift tickets the last time she was here. You're giving away to everybody and that would not be the same now. I think yeah. it's just changed completely. Like okay. the demand for gigs. Okay, so Beyonce, we're going to talk a little bit briefly about mm. the evolution of Beyonce. So I suppose First, uh, there's Destiny's Child, yeah. where she originated. Let's take a little bit of Destiny's Child.
when you listen to that now back to back, they had the tunes, didn't they? They, they really were did. they were caught above, were they? Oh yeah, we didn't even know what Bootylicious was until they <laughs> came along. But like, I think the trajectory of her career has always been propelling upwards, and there was this real sense of Destiny's Child because they got rid of expendable, put it in inverted comma, bandmates like that her dad, Matthew Knowles, who managed them, wasn't keen on. So it was always like this push for Beyonce to be the star. There's this ambition. It felt like the Supremes when okay. they were pushing Diana okay. Ross to the front and he always knew, you know, this was never, even though they were such good mates, it felt like it felt like it always was something that was a stepping stone for her career as a solo artist. It was inevitable. Okay, and then that crystallised unbelievably 20 years ago was her first solo album, mm. Dangerously in Love, which gave us this, Crazy in Love. Even I know that is uh, all, <laughs> all the single ladies. Okay, let's save that for a moment. So, yeah, so the, the, the crazy enough was the big like, was the big single. It was there. a ferocious again, single. Like, yeah. but on the flip side of that, you have something like single ladies. You have which appeals to a mainstream audience, and she has these big sweeping ballads too, like Halo. So she's got this great mass appeal. There's like a Beyonce for everybody. You know, you don't have to like crazy enough was such a, a statement because it's her coming out of the shadows. And her saying. I am with Jay-Z I'm very proud of our relationship yeah. and he was the bad boy of hip-hop at the time and it just felt like this good Texan Christian girl what's she doing she's okay. being corrupted that very Whitney Houston Bobby Brown kind of aspect to it but now we've seen as their relationship has evolved we know that Beyonce is very much her own woman and that this was just one of those things where when you are elevating to yourself to a solo artist you have to throw off you know the kind of past of being in that band and make that statement Get and there's an no better there. statement so she's basically she what she's very good at apart from music is kind of making statements managing her image completely breaking the internet that kind of thing she's very closed off and really professional I think and that's the thing she has this very old fashioned regards to being very unknowable but she's so in control and I really respect that because with Instagram and TikTok we know far too much about mm. everybody and every celebrity there's no mystique I always say to myself would Lou Reed have an Instagram Instagram? No. And that the thing with Beyonce is like Madonna has really fallen victim to wanting to be on social media and losing that sense of the private and the, you know, and the, the undiscoverable. Yeah. And we don't know every mundane aspect of Beyonce's life. And she drip feeds it certain information to her audience and on her own terms. Everything she does is very considered. It's very exact. She's a complete perfectionist, whether it's in music or creating this person, Beyonce, who we don't actually really know behind the mask, who she is really extraordinary and then she can do kind of really uh unexpected kind of e edgy things like lemonade in, in mm. 2016 which i would argue she basically ripped off the cooler sister i'm more a solange, solange. person who's, who's, <laughs> yeah. who is uh, like a bit more kind of out there yeah like she's kind of new soul kind yeah. of thing um but lemonade then was a real kind of sidestep It was so Beyonce. ambitious and I think you know what happened was she started to publicly support more political get involved politically you know she always supported Obama but then she got involved with Black Lives Matters attended rallies about police brutality against like someone like Trayvon Martin and that was polarised like I mean really politicised in the single formation and I had you know Beyonce sitting on top of a sinking police car in a post-Katrina floods kind of world and she was putting her stamp on it and saying I am fully behind this and you know even on the formation 
Nation tour, which was supporting the Lemonade album, she had projected up all the names of the victims of police brutality. And she was there to kind of inform and educate her audience as well, which I thought was a huge deal. And Lemonade and was is that very the show private. that was, there was a Netflix. Oh, um, yeah, there was the Homecoming show. The Homecoming show, was that? Everyone was calling Beachella because it was okay. Coachella, but she took over it for two weekends. Which is an incredible uh, show. I that, think it's that, the that, pinnacle that. of artistry for her. And I think, you know, Lemonade is her fully realised statement, I think, as okay. an artist, because he had collaborations and samples from everyone like Led Zeppelin, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Jack White, James Blake, The Weeknd, Kendrick Lamar. You have something like Freedom, which is two artists, Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar, at the height, the pinnacle, their imperial phase, you know, together on one track about black violence, which I think is just a stunning statement to do. You and know. and was, was Lemonade also, we had a bit of a soap opera kind of... Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. ...drama to go along with Because it, it was all about, you know, Jay-Z's infidelities and Becky with the good hair and the video for Hold Up where she's smashing, you know, cars with a baseball bat with absolute glee. But the thing about it is she perfectly created her own, create created her own marriage breakdown and reconciliation. Like she instinctively understood <laughs> that the, the press and public would view this album as very private and she was creating her own tabloid headlines and gave the chance the public the chance to feel like they knew what was going on behind the scenes and for anyone that doesn't believe that Jay-Z wasn't complicit and involved in this he co-writes some of the tracks like that album creation is from the two of them they're very savvy okay so they're playing a lot of us oh yeah exactly yeah. with Lemonade she was effectively closing the lift door where they had that fight for good and saying you get to know no more this is as much as I'm going to give you and it was very raw but at the same time it ends with a reconciliation it ends with all night which you know the video features her and Jay-Z hugging and kissing and she said how much she loves him it's over I'm I not love talking how about much you're anymore. bought into this Jen this is, <laughs> okay we'll, we'll take a little bit of hold up maybe at the end we, we just get in uh, so Renaissance the latest album which like to my old ears sound like a kind of a revival of a 90s dance album it's in a way but like, yeah, yeah yeah and like she really is talking about the heritage of disco and Chicago house and you know ball culture all very important movements in the black LGBTQ plus you know cultural history and it's her time to overtly acknowledge this part of her very dedicated fan base it's her most blatant proclamation to say you know I support you guys and it's also post lockdown it's about coming back to the dance floor and it was dedicated to her uncle Johnny. So always a statement and always the subtext. Okay. Yeah. So she needs to come, basically. All right. Yes. Exactly. Jen Gannon, <laughs> pop culture journalist and broadcaster, thank you very much.